You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hi, Murph. Hey, 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 AP. Have you recovered from uh, all of your travels yet? You bet I have, and I'm ready for more. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all I want to do is hang out with my pets and my family and work in my garden, but and bike. How about you? Yeah, I, I would say I'm, a, I'm still a little bit foggy, but I've been getting some fun bike rides in recently, and... You know, now that we know what to expect on the Ragbri route, like, it's important to get a little hill practice in. Uh, yeah. Uh, there is still time, but for those of you who are training for the Bri, hills are a must. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to be riding during Ragbri, but you got to trust me, um, you got to get some practice in on climbing hills. Your butt and your legs will thank you. Yes. And speaking of climbing and training, did you have... Something you want to share about Coach Ertl? I sure do. Uh, cycle Coach Ertl, David Ertl, who does the training blogs for Ragbri, is riding this week on the Race Across America, otherwise known as Ram with two A's. Mm. And he and a team are biking across the entire United States over the course of a week. Wow. And it's insane. I know. And they crossed like, I think it was Missouri and Illinois in a day, less than a day. I mean, it's bananas. But wow. they're, they're riding across America in honor of Dr. Bob Breedlove, who many ragbri riders might know from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the avid ragbri rider, and he was actually killed on Ram uh, maybe a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So they're riding in his honor, and it's really, really cool. Um, and if you want to follow all their exploits, their thing on Facebook is called Team I-A-D-I-P, which is an acronym for It's Another Day in Paradise, which is what Dr. Breedlove used to always say. Oh, cool. Yeah. So not only is Coach Ertl amazing at providing us with training programs, he's also a stellar cyclist as well. That's right. He puts his his money where his mouth is. So he's definitely out there riding. And they're going to finish, as of recording, it'll be this Saturday at 11.30 p.m. is their estimated finish time. So just a couple days away. So keep an eye on their progress. It's truly incredible and truly inspiring. And uh, yeah, you can take his advice. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Coach Ertl. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of Ragbri, do you think we should tell the listeners about our Just Go Bike podcast plans during Ragbri? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, listeners, we have enjoyed all of the people who have recognized our voices and come up to say hi, even while we were in Colorado. Yes, it was so cool that people would say hello to us during Ride the Rockies. Thank you so much to everyone who came up and said hi. It was so cool, yeah. It's just awesome to meet the people that we are talking to all the time, so it's not just like shouting into a void. (laughs) There's actually people (laughs) out there. So it was really, really awesome. But Okay, so to celebrate our love of the podcast and uh, celebrate you listeners, um, yeah, and just to get a better chance to meet you in person, we're going to have a Just Go Bike podcast booth on Ragbri. Woohoo! Yes, that's right. We will have a booth set up at the expo, and throughout the day, you can come meet us, and you can also watch us do live interviews. Yeah, we're so excited. Uh, so 
it's still in the planning phase. So in the weeks to come, we'll share more details and a schedule of all, when we're going to do the interviews. So stay tuned. Yes. And um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but there may be an opportunity to win some Just Go Bike podcast swag. Ooh, little swag. <laughs> so that's right. So like we said, stay tuned and be sure to plan on some extra time at the expo to come see us. But we won't just be at the expo. We'll also be there every day at the Overnight Towns. Yes, yes. Okay, so speaking of RAGBRAI again, let's get into today's episode. All right, today we have Mr. Matt Fippin, the ride director of RAGBRAI. We thought it was a good time to check in with him so he can give his thoughts about our inspection ride and some of the different things that we encountered during the pre-ride. Yes, and he's also going to tackle some of the hot topics like the mandatory gravel section and why we're not doing the Guinness Book of World Records attempt anymore. The people want to know. So yes. let's get to it. Here's yes. Matt. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. And I wanted to say I, I edited this episode and we recorded this when I was in Colorado helping out with Ride the Rockies. So I apologize for my very, very, very tired voice. yes we were running on like three hours of sleep that day so yes yes. I'm sure you still sound great so here is Matt and Murph all right well a big welcome to Rag Bride director Matt Fippen Hey, Murph, how are you? I am excellent. How's it going? Good. Actually, just sitting in my office in uh, Vinton, Iowa, just kind of processing last week on pre-ride and trying to get caught up on emails. And, uh, you know, everybody wants something right now, so we're trying to get back to them as quickly as possible, but uh, trying to relax a little bit. Yeah, and it's interesting to think, you know, here we are in mid-June, right? So the uh, the actual event will be... I don't know how many days, maybe 40 days, depending on when this episode posts. Um, you've been working on this route for a year. <laughs> and so you've been like nonstop action with all the different towns and communities and pass through and roads and all of that. But I think now that as we get closer and closer, everyone else in the state is like, oh, wait a minute. We got to get ready for this big ride. That's right. Ho- hopefully they've been they've been preparing a lot longer than um, you know, we've been working on this route because this route is going to be a tougher route. Yeah. Um, obviously we saw that on pre-ride this year, but no, I think after, you know, kind of decompressing a little bit, looking back, you know, I feel good about where the towns are at. Uh, they're still, you know, working on getting more vendors and, you know, finding spots, you know, to, to host those vendors. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I feel good right now. Good. And for those out there listening that maybe don't know what pre-ride is, um, it's the RAGBRAI route inspection um, and we actually have vehicles that go along this route as well as cyclists who ride it. So do you want to give us your um, maybe definition of what RAGBRAI pre-ride is? Yeah, sure. So it, it's it's definitely an invite-only um, group. Um, obviously, you know, leading up to this, I've had multiple phone calls, multiple emails from, you know, riders that wanted to be a part of pre-ride. And we, we keep it very small for a, really a reason. You know, it's from a logistics standpoint, it's easier to navigate those waters when you have a small group. You're not having to worry about, you know, 75 to 100 people showing up and, and riding with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of hand selected. You know, we have law enforcement officers that have been there and done it, both active duty and retired. So they've they've seen, you know, every aspect of what RAGBRAI is. 
uh, business owners, you know, so, you know, you know, it's great to have those guys and gals because they can talk to the, the local business owners about what, what to expect, you know, if they're not a food vendor, uh, restaurant owners and bar owners, you know, obviously that, that is a little bit different too. You know, you want to make sure that the restaurants and the bars are ready and prepared. And, you know, I remember one year we had a, a bar owner that wanted to have like 25 different beers on tap and every possible bottle of liquor. And, oh, and our team just went in and said, that's just too much. Like you're going to, you're going to lose. So just keep it really, really really easy and, you know, vodka lemonades and just, you know, turn them and burn them and you, you'll be good to go. And the, the barn was very appreciative and I think they won that day. So, um, yeah, like I said, we, we bring a small team and we roll across the state, but you know, it, it is our time to get on bicycles. I think it was our 15th trip across the state. Uh, you know, to that point we were doing it in a truck. So when you get on a bicycle, the you're rolling slower, you're, you're more on, you know, you can see the roads more visibly because you're on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing that we're looking for is th- those road conditions, um, you know, in July, are they going to be ready? Uh, is there going to be any cracks or any potholes that could possibly be, you know, devastating to a bicycle? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that lead vehicle that we have, we have a GPS system and, you know, one of our guys, you know, actually looks and scouts the, the roads and makes notes. And then we send a report off to the counties of things that we see now, a lot of these counties are already working on the roads. They're already, you know, making things happen, but there are some things that, you know, we just see from our rider's perspective that we want to get in, in front of them and gives them, you know, a little over a month to go back out and, and look at some things and, you know, fill some holes, you know, fill some lines um, that have cracks in them. And then, you know, obviously when July comes, you know, the, the, the roads are, are better, uh, you know, kind of a funny story. We were in uh, Buffalo and there was a, a, a group of bikers that were celebrating a ride for the Patriots and we were talking about what Ragbri was, and they were very appreciative of what we do to help, help maintain the roads because mm-hmm. they're on motorcycles, right? So it's it's not just for bicycles; it's for you know all vehicles that ride across our state. Right. And uh, so here's a a question that I used to always ask before I was part of the Ragbri team. So let's just say we're in town A, and there are you know 500 huge potholes it is like going to be terrifying for a biker to go through. Um, is the city required to fix those? Yeah. So, you know, what we do is my job is to get the riders to the, basically the backyard of the city. So mm-hmm. if it is say say Kingsley, Iowa, first town out of the gate, you know, I'll bring riders to them. Their, their job is to route the riders through their community. Right. So they're, they're picking the roads. So by, by them picking, they're putting us on roads that, you know, should already be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would you, why would you pick those roads? Um, you know, we found this year sometimes that uh, these towns are under construction inside. So the road that they really wanted us to come in on is going to be basically tore up to fix for, you know, the future. So they're, they're rerouting us, but so they're putting on, putting us on good roads, but yes, it is their responsibility mm-hmm. to, you know, to pick the roads and then make sure that the roads are getting maintained leading up to the ride because you don't want to pick a road and then bring people in and then people are blowing tires because it's just a crappy road. And right. that's the first impression of that community. So uh, yeah, they, they do a great job for us, making sure that when we roll through those roads are in good, a good spot. Right. And I think uh, it's important to point out that, you know, even though the towns are responsible to make sure the roads are, are in good quality, it's still the the rider's responsibility to make sure that they are riding in a safe manner, um, exactly. especially when we have uh, a bunch of other bikers around us, you know, probably hundreds of other bikers. So if somebody's calling out that there is a pothole that didn't get fixed, it's still your responsibility as a bicyclist to, you know, maintain the safety of your own bike. Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay. So this route this year is Sioux city to Davenport. Do you want to maybe, 
um, we could go across and just do some overall highlights of what you saw during the inspection ride? Yeah, absolutely. You want to start day one and go through day seven? Is that what yeah, you Yeah, let's do? do it. Yeah, so day one was Sweet. Sioux City to Storm Lake. Um, I... I need to say that I had a blast this year on pre-ride. We are in for a treat for Rag Route 50. So give us your uh, interpretation. So we wanted to, you know, obviously recreate the original route, which was, you know, Sioux City to, uh, you know, Storm Lake that day. Um, you know, there were some other towns we wanted to enter and, and put it in the mix, but we just couldn't get them to commit and be on the map, which is, which is unfortunate. Um, so we do have, you know, four main sections that we're going to be riding. Um, it is 72 miles. It is 3,600 feet of climb. So it's going to be a big first day, mm -hmm. very similar to last year, as far as the Hills go and, you know, the elevation, um, you know, the first stretch out of the gate has about 1800 feet of climb until you get into, you know, Kingsley. Uh, I think the, the max grade in some of those sections is like 5.7%. So, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it is a little bit steeper in those areas, but you know, if, if Reg Nation has listened and had done their job, that first day should be pretty easy for them if, they, if they've trained. If they haven't trained, uh, there's going to be some hearts that are going to be, you know, beating pretty hard trying to pop out of chest because there is some just some long grinders that uh, will get you breathing pretty heavy. But, and know, they do stretch is, is, And they I, do have time to still train. Oh, yeah. You're hearing it here yeah. first, guys. You know, Matt Fippen is telling you there are some there's some elevation on this route. So get get on your bikes and ride. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely haven't ridden the miles that I, you know, I really, I wanted to going into it. And, you know, there were some sections where, you know, I could definitely feel it too. But, you know, if, that's what a bicycle is for. You have the right gear yeah. ratio. You can find that gear and just, and, you know, and spin it out and, and climb to the top. But, uh, yeah, if, if, if you take anything from this podcast today, like, you have plenty of time to still ride. Yep. Get your butt on a bicycle and bring the best version of you to Iowa in July. And I had written a note in my notes from when we went across that when we got to Kingsley, it, we were almost halfway through all of the climb. So yeah. it's, there's a lot of gradual hills, but they're really long. Yeah, there's, you know, obviously four stretches. The first stretch is, is, is going to be the most elevation gain. And the last stretch is the you know second most elevation gain. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, it, it, it's pretty flat for the most part. But mm -hmm. yeah, it'll definitely get you get you going. Um, it's a longer stretch. You know, it's 28 miles from Sioux City to, to Kingsley that day. Obviously, there's a lot of downtown Sioux City, you know, miles that you have to, to, to get out of that community to, yeah. to get on actual highway. Um, you know, looking right now, there's going to be a vendor park probably about halfway in between Sioux City and Kingsley. So you can pull over and get, you know, get some water, get some, um, you know, beer, turn into a beer that day and mm -hmm. relax for a little while. Um, we're also going to park a bike shop there just in case, you know, you know, somebody has some issues that need to get fixed before, uh, before Kingsley. But yeah, that first stretch will definitely be, um, a stretch of wake riders up. Um, I recommend leaving early in the morning. You know, a lot of this, this ride this, this year is I recommend leaving early because it's longer days, it's hillier days. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, 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 sleeping in, um, probably not this year, maybe next year you could sleep in a little bit, but. Um, I would have a good plan to get up out of bed super early and get on the road. Mm -hmm. Which anybody who's camping knows that you don't really have a chance to sleep in when you hear thousands of zippers opening up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And people, the chatter and people laughing and yeah. giggling because they're ready to go. Yeah, yes, exactly. Hard yeah. to sleep in for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, get into Kingsley. Uh, Kingsley is a fun community. It is a town that is set up perfectly for Ragbra, you know, basically a, a way in and a way out. 
Uh, I love the roads in, or the, you know, the, the downtown because the roads are like double wide. You can park in the middle of the downtown mm-hmm. and it just gives you tons of room to, to line vendors and, you know, um, have plenty of area for, for bike parking and, and for, you know, obviously traffic going, going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we leave and we head into, you know, Washita. it's 14 miles. It is the, it is the meeting town. Um, it's an easier stretch. You know, I think it's only like 608 feet of game that, that stretch. So nothing, nothing terrible. Um, but a beautiful stretch, you know, I, I see the, we, we saw it last week. The, the, the corn is what almost knee high right now. Uh, maybe well, to me, some areas. to me, it's waist high, but yes. Yeah. Waist <laughs> high. For, yeah. For me, it's probably knee high. Um, there but a, everything's getting like, go ahead. I did remember there is a beautiful downhill into Washta. Um, I got going pretty, pretty good, but I can imagine when, uh, actually the end of July, how beautiful, because there were so many different greens when we were there, you know, as far as the corn and the trees and the fields. So that was my take on that. It was beautiful pedaling in there. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is a downhill that I intended. I am worried about a little bit because it is kind of the first big downhill of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody by that point will be starting to feel their legs you know, a little bit and they're really going to want to enjoy that downhill. So, um, you know, it is a long stretch. It is, you know, you can get going pretty fast. I think we were doing like 40 some miles an hour down that, that downhill. So obviously there'll be a lot more people around. So the 40 mile an hour probably won't happen, but definitely make sure you, you're, you're aware of your surroundings, make sure you're on your brakes, make mm-hmm. sure you're, you know what's going on. Um, you know, the, the, the bridge that we cross down there is, is good. It's not, not a bad spot to cross at all. Sometimes those, those bridges have a big lip in the front that you hit yeah, first, but right. it seems pretty easy. And then you can roll into, yeah, into Washita. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, Wash does the meat town, and we talked about that on our uh, pre-ride recap, uh, Andrea and I did. Um, from there into Quimby, which I thought Quimby was a really cute town. Yeah, it's super small. It's only like 5.6 miles from uh, Washta. Another easy stretch, super flat to get there. Um, that road is kind of a dead zone, so if you brought your cell phone, don't plan on using it. Right. Um, I think my phone said SOS, whatever that means. Like you can't get any calls in, any calls out. Um, but it's truly, uh, you know, the, the road, it's super flat. Um, it's a very nice, it's an, it's a newer road too. So it's super mm-hmm, smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the town is, Quimby is pretty small. They have a fun, um, you know, way of doing things in that community. Uh, they're super excited to have riders come through. Um, but yeah, that'll be the, the, the basically the last town before we punch into Storm Lake. Yeah, and I, if I remember right, that was kind of a straight shot into Storm Lake. So if on Ragbri we're lucky enough to have a tailwind, that's going to be a oh, really fun, fun stretch. Yeah, this this day definitely. You know, if you have that first stretch out of the gate with with tail into Kingsley, that'll be fun. And then the last stretch because you do have you know the first stretch is twenty eight miles. I think the second stretch is or the last stretch is like twenty five miles. Mm-hmm. So there there are some longer distances. Obviously, that's not ideal. You know, when I look at a route, I try to find that 10 to 12 sweet spot mileage kind of thing between towns and spots. Um, but there will be vendors out there too. So you, you will have to be able to pull off, but yeah, definitely, you know, this first day I recommend, you know, making sure when you leave Sioux city, you have your pockets full of power bars and bananas and just things to, to get you going. And then obviously use, use the towns as a way to, you know, to refill those pockets, but, you know, don't, don't rely, don't truly rely on the town. Make sure you have a good plan yourself to mm-hmm. make sure that you are prepared. And, you know, I'm, I'm a power bar guy. So I like to have a, you know, a bar in my pocket and just something just, uh, you know, as the day runs by, I can grab it if I need it. And just, you know, water will be one of the biggest things, you know, we, we partnered with the national guard. So they're going to bring a 2000 gallon water tanker 
um, that will be on route in a, in a key spot. But water is going to be the key thing. You know, if it is going to be hot this year, you got to stay you know, stay on top of your water and uh, drink more than you think you need because you're definitely going to need it by the end of the day. Right. And after all of that elevation, you want to prepare for the rest of the week. You don't want to be, you don't want to wake up on day two and be like, oh my gosh, my body hurts. I didn't drink enough water. So yeah. So then we uh, cruise into Storm Lake, like I mentioned. And uh, of course they have lots of big plans for us, um, which we've talked about in a previous podcast. Um, But day two is going to be sweet sailing after all of that elevation. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great recovery day. You know, I mean, obviously you had a big day before, you know, 3,600 feet of climb, 72 miles. You know, this day's 57 miles and less than 2,000 feet of climb. So it, it is a lot more flat compared to the, the day before. Mm-hmm. It's also gravel day too. So we'll give out riders options to ride gravel. Um, but it's it's a pretty easy, easy stretch. You know, there's five different s- stops along the way from, you know, Storm Lake in, into Carroll. Um, we're going south a lot, so you know if we get some crosswinds, that may that may play a role a little bit. Um, but yeah, definitely a more southern route. Uh, but no, I, I I look forward to this day. I think it'll be a day people will like just because it is an easier day coming up a hard day, and we need some gravel in the mix, and we'll give them the option of experiencing Isle gravel. Yeah, and I think what's really cool about what you did for Gravel Day is that all of the meat towns are the same, correct? So if you're on the regular route and you're like, you know what, I'm going to try a little bit of gravel, you can go on a gravel route and then you'll end up in the next town, meet up with your friends, you know, get back on the regular route or stay on gravel, um, whatever you choose to do. Do you want to talk a little bit about the gravel route? Yeah, absolutely. So the gravel route is is not really going to be supported by any of our teams as far as mechanics or, um, you know, reg, reg bright nation. We will have a, a, you know, a med bike kind of roaming that gravel section just to be safe. Um, it is like, like you said, it does connect the community. So it does make it easy for people to hop on and hop off. Uh, it's definitely different than last year. You know, last year's gravel was really hard packed. Um, the, the counties did a good job scraping it off and, and, and doing that. Uh, the first section out of the gate from Storm Lake to early is probably if you're brand new to gravel and you want to just give it a, you know, give it a taste. That's probably the first section that I would do uh, because the sections after that, they, they get kind of sketchy in a way that um, unless you're an experienced rider. I mean, we had I think there were six with us and mm-hmm. we were pretty experienced gravel riders and we were sailing, on, you know, slipping and sliding. And because the gravel it's kind of deceiving a little bit in some spots where it looks like it's hard packed and you're trying to follow that line and then you just kind of sink out of sight. So it is a thicker, mm. you know, it's, it's a more sandy gravel. Um, but if you yeah, hear that, if you're a new rider thinking about trying gravel for the first time and you have a bike that's capable of doing it, I would definitely knock out that first section mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, maybe stay away from the, the, the last sections of gravel because it does get, you know, we were, we were hurt when, when it was done that day because it was, it, it took a lot of work to, you know, to ride those tracks. Plus with a group of guys too, they didn't want to go slow. They wanted to go fast. So you're trying to <laughs> hold a wheel and not, you know, not, not go down. So, um, but yeah, beautiful views. Um, there's a, there's a couple of big hills that you'll climb. Um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, obviously to give it a, give it a taste of what Iowa gravel is. It definitely shows kind of all aspects of gravel, but mm-hmm. like I said, it is a, it is a sandier gravel. It is a thicker gravel. So if you don't have the right bike, you're going to be struggling getting across. And I would hate for that to be the day that breaks you because you just, you just can't, you're yeah. spending too much energy trying to get across. And what I'm hearing is, uh, out, people out there right now listening who are big time gravel fans, they love gravel. They're probably eating this up. Like, yes, this is our chance to like really experience 
Iowa and all that gravel in Iowa can give. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I love this section. I think it's it's a it's a fun gravel route. But it, it, like I said, it, it is it is challenging, and it will challenge those riders that are going to go out and try to you know give her a try. But um, you know, just be just obviously from me to you, just be you will have a little caution. You know, first section good to go. It's nice hard pack. It's easy. It's easy to rip. But the the last sections are they're going to be a little bit more tougher on you. Mm-hmm. And and of course everyone knows this, but this is the day where you can choose. You can do that gravel if you'd like, or you can just stay on the regular rag rag route and stay on pavement. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Next day is Carol to Ames. And I yep. thought this was a really fun day as well. Well, this is a, this is a day that is, has the ability to have a century in it too. You know, obviously last year there was a, there's a, there was a mandatory century and, mm-hmm. you know, right out of the gate, people asked, are you going to do that again? And my answer was absolutely not. Right. We're going to give you, we're going to give you the option of riding a, you know, a, a century if you want to. Um, you know, looking at kind of the, the century, the way I built it this year, it's kind of later in the day to give riders an idea of kind of by that time of the day, how they feel, you know, if I do this, I only have 20 miles left. Am I going to feel good? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you, you know, you do the century earlier in the day and you get halfway and then you're, you're kind of broken a little bit. So, um, you know, by pushing it forward a little bit, you know, and when, by the time the riders get there, they can make a good decision whether they got 16 more miles in a loop and then, you know, 20 more miles to get into to Ames, or uh, they can just stay on that road and go straight and not have to worry about it. But uh, it was one of my favorite days on route this year. You know, it's a day that, you know, because of where we're traveling, if, if there is tailwinds, it, it would, will definitely help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the loop's fun. There's a couple of good climbs on, on the loop, but for the most part, it, it, it is flat. But you're going through, you know, some proven towns that are super excited to have have Ragbri. Um, you know, there's some longer stretches. So, you know, the, the Glidden Jefferson area is 20, you know, 24, 25 miles. It's ish. The Rippy to Luther areas is 20 some miles. So, you know, again, have a good plan there make sure your, your, your Jersey pockets are full of bars. You got your bottle full of water mm-hmm. and, you know, just make it a day, but take it, take your time. Mm-hmm. And, um, even if you, so if you choose not to do the loop, um, you will still be doing over 80 miles that day, which is really, I mean, it's, I didn't feel like it for me when we did it. Yeah, no, I felt really good about, it. you know, obviously I was, after it was all said and done, I started looking at the days. I'm like, man, there's some big mileage days, but you know, riders ride, ride, signed up to do a bike ride. So let's ride some bikes and let's, let's get some miles. So yeah, it is 86 miles. Um, plus the loop makes it a little over, a little over hundred miles when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, there's, there's some really good towns in between that are ready to support you. Um, you know, obviously with Jefferson and Rippy and Luther, like they're, and you know, the first time they get with Glidden, like, you know, they're super excited to host riders. Yeah. So actually take advantage of those communities yes yes it's it was fun meeting everybody all along the route I mean everyone from across the state is very excited to have us so we it was an exciting the inspection ride was really fun for that that aspect yeah okay there so also was an, another another big downhill too like going into before Luther where you dip down by the Des Moines River and it has a, a huge downhill and then a long grinding uphill so make sure you're prepared for that because you know just as you think the the hills over it turns and then you see that there's more to climb so oh, that's right down yeah yeah i was comp- i was uh commenting that it was not only you know just a gradual uphill it was curvy so you yeah. would go around a corner and be like oh my gosh it's still going it's still going <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, but you can do it listeners this was a, a hill that Absolutely. doesn't it doesn't have a name so typically you know when they name hills that's when you know it's going to be rough <laughs> that's right 
Okay, next day is uh, the big day, Ames to Des Moines. I mean, we're talking Iowa State Cyclones. We're also talking the capital of Iowa. So this is a big day as far as like landmarks and cool things um, that represent Iowa, but it's also the shortest day. Yeah, 55 miles, give or take. Um, a truly another recovery day, you know, based on if you did the century before the 86 mile day, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is a day that there's a lot of eyes on, you know, people are worried about the amount of people and, yeah. you know, to be honest too, like it's something that we're obviously we're worried about too, because you just don't know who's going to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know what we've registered. We know who's coming from that standpoint, but you know, these short days, these, you know, the days in the center of the, the state for the most part, they just draw people in and you're going to get people that are going to come and, you know, not register and be a part of this ride and it it, has the ability to put you know that the day in kind of a bad spot but man these these towns that are on route this year are super excited to bring riders through um you know slater the first time they gave about 13 miles a nice easy little push to to get there um you know they're doing a lot of things with dr seuss and you know raising money for the library so that's going to be a fun experience um and then obviously you know madrid is going to be one of those communities that i think is going to just going to kill it um you know it's been fun to kind of obviously you know with scott and be one of my best friends and you know working through that committee and hearing what they're planning to like mm-hmm. they have a good idea of what's coming and they're they're putting the, a plan in place um but it will be definitely a a good stop um you know polk city you know another 10 miles from from madrid so another easy little distance um, in between uh, they're ready they're they're super excited they have a nice little town square that'll be fun to to get in and and and, and do that and then ankeny you know, obviously mm-hmm. ankeny is probably maybe like one of the fastest growing cities in iowa right now you know i think every time we drive through there's something new going up mm-hmm. and it's truly a beautiful community and it, it's it's thriving right now and um you know that'll be the last time before we push into uh into des moines but yeah mm-hmm. i just you know from a mileage standpoint it, it is an easier day I kind of have a feeling that, you know, the, the entire herd is going to roll slow that day because, you know, they're just for the, the amount of people. So mm-hmm. it is definitely one of those days as you go into Polk City, you know, you cross another body of water there and there's um, epic views. And it's just, you know, this is the day that you truly just slow down and enjoy the, yes. the sights and the sounds that are around you and get into Des Moines when you can get into Des Moines. But, yeah, it'll be a fun day. And all of these communities are um, extremely bike friendly. They're used to having bikes. Uh, come in and out of their communities, so uh, they're going to nail it for sure, like you mentioned. Um, at one point, this was going to be the Guinness World Record Day. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, early on, obviously, we looked at, you know, the the numbers coming in and, you know, having the ability to set, you know, record numbers every day on route. And, you know, a long time ago, I was a part of, you know, the, I think you were a part of it too, the largest hokey pokey yeah, in, yep. uh, in Iowa City. So we kind of saw that a little bit. And so I reached out to that team and kind of asked, you know, kind of what the process was to, to do this. And this was months and months ago. And then we reached out to Guinness and started to have conversations with them. And, you know, you like, you like start, we're searching their website of, you know, you type in bikes and things start to populate. And we found that based on everything, you know, all our, all our digging, you know, the largest parade on bicycles is probably the closest thing that we could have had for our, our ride because we're not a race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started working through them, you know, uh, a good friend of mine who's out of Iowa City kind of took the lead on it. And when he was kind of the, the in between working with us through Guinness, um, and we started, you know, having conversations with them directly. Um, you know, they, they started to ask more questions about Ragbri because they had no idea what Ragbri was. Right. Uh, I think they started to Google who we were, what we were about, and they found out what it was. Um, and then, you know, the, kind of where it kind of caught us off guard was um, the amount of money that was going to be needed then to be able to pull this off. 
uh, you know, the money to get someone to come and be on stage with us and hand us a certificate, um, the amount of money that was going to cost to basically fly them in, put them in a hotel room. Uh, they asked us to hire an auditing firm to actually do the the counting because we were kind of under, under pressure early on that they would take care of that. Mm. Um, so then it turned into this, you know, this investment that we looked at from the standpoint of we would much rather invest the money in extra officers, you know, finding ways to support these communities than you know, a, you know, a 27 to $50,000 investment possibly for a certificate that hangs on a wall in an office after, after we, we beat it. Yeah. So, um, we got an email just recently from them basically said that they, they, they're retiring the, um, the largest bicycle parade, which kind of, you know, obviously was our first sign that's probably, probably not going to work. Um, you know, they sent us kind of a, a recap of what they thought would be the next step for us from an, uh, from a, um, challenge and it was basically it was all based on around a rate so it had it had to have a start gun you had to have a line of bikes oh, you had wow. to have, there was just so much criteria that we just we couldn't hit because we're not a race we are a ride so we kind of our team kind of put our heads together and said you know what this is probably our our, our true sign that this is not gonna gonna work for us mm -hmm. so we kind of pulled out when it came to um you know obviously tracking the record and doing that um, you know, obviously it takes, it takes something off our plate that we don't, you just don't have to worry about that. Dave can worry about just the, the safety of the riders getting across and, and work directly through the communities that way and not have something else that we have to truly have eyes on. Um, you know, it is unfortunate we couldn't get it to work, but sure. you know, we did learn a lot in the process of you know, how, how the process truly works and, you know, the money that is requested from them to, to pull off the event. And, um, you know, looking back, you know, I, I wish it could have happened and, you know, I wish there could have been an easier way to pull it off, but, yeah. you know, I just think it, it it's good now not having to worry about it. And thinking back to the hokey pokey that we, you, you mentioned earlier in Iowa city, I do remember having to like fill out a form to, you know, prove that we were all there. So I can't yeah. imagine on Ragbri, you know, you you have a start gun and then everyone has to like you know, yeah, document that the they're time. there. Oh, geez. So I think that yeah. that's a great decision on your part. Yeah, no, I didn't, I don't see it. I'm sure we'll get some backlash from, from, from riders because of it, but you yeah. know, it's just, it's safety of the ride is our, my number one, you know, priority and, you know, for sure. moving this, I, I think it helps, helps out with that a little bit. Um, but man, that last stretch from Ankeny into Des Moines, when we're all on one big road together, rolling in, I think it'll be a cool site. Yeah. I hope and there's some, we'll uh, into... I hope there's some drones up above watching us. Yeah. I guess that's, <laughs> that's going to be such a cool shot to see the sea of bikes for yeah. as, as long as you can, you know, you can physically see. So no, we're super excited about the day. Uh, the towns are, it is, it is a major lift. You know, these communities that are on route this year, um, are doing a lot, to help with the safety of the ride. A lot of law enforcement, a lot of, you know, fire departments, you know, everybody's coming together, playing a role, but, you know, for a short day, you know, I, I expect the, the day to be, you know, roll slow and get into mm -hmm. these towns, but definitely enjoy the views and, and take your time. Excellent. Um, okay. So the next day, uh, this is going to be um, a topic that everyone wants to know about Matt Vippen. Um, yes. This day is Des Moines to Tama Toledo, and yep. there's going to be a section that is mandatory gravel for all riders. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. So as as we leave Mitchellville, we go into Colfax. Colfax was a community that we wanted to have on the map. Um, you know, once we started planning this, we found out there was going to be a major bridge project that wasn't going to be even anywhere close to being accomplished and, and finished by the time the, the ride went through. So we did not want to remove them from the map. Mm -hmm. So we worked with the county to figure out what, what's our best option to get riders in. And there's like a two mile stretch of gravel that we will be taking. 
Uh, we wrote it on pre-ride. Uh, the county's been doing a great job shaving it off and really packing it. Mm-hmm. It's also a road that has traveled pretty heavily because of the other road being closed. There's a lot of traffic on that road, so that's helping with the, you know, the, the packing of that road. You know, I rode my Amanda on it with a 28, you know, feet tire. You rode your your bike, and obviously you have a, you have a wire tire, but obviously you didn't mm-hmm. have any issues, correct? Correct. I had no issues at all. No, and we did have Vern Willie with us, who is on a yeah, hand cycle. Yeah, yeah. I think the the amount of bikes that we took on it were definitely a wide range of bikes that would be coming on on Rag Ride. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's still a lot of time for that road to be you know driven on and beaten down, and the, the county's still working on it. But they're doing a fantastic job. I uh, you know, but if you go back many many years ago, there were sections where Greeny had and other directors had longer stretches. Like there was a stretch of 14 miles of mandatory gravel because oh, wow. of how we're going. So. You know, to have two miles, it, it will slow your day down a little bit. It will get your bike a little dusty. Um, but the, the community is truly embracing the gravel coming into town because if, if we couldn't make it work, they would be removed from the map. But mm-hmm. uh, we decided that we're going to keep them on there. We're going to celebrate Colfax and um, have a good stop there. And it's well worth it because Colfax was a blast. But um, one other question about the gravel. You mentioned, you know, this is a bridge out, so there's no way for us to get around that um that gravel section and will there be vehicles you said that there was heavy traffic now because of the bridge out is there a workaround for vehicles on that day yeah they definitely have a workaround to get out of town and and that's basically just vehicles that are coming in and out from you know people that live on that road sure. um, like like any red road that, that road would be basically because of the bikes would be closed that day so you won't have shouldn't have vehicles driving on that road okay um and there, like I said, there wasn't there wasn't very many vehicles, but enough to you know, because of what they were doing from a construction project standpoint to, mm-hmm. to get around. But um, no, I feel good about where it's at. Obviously, it's not ideal. It is gravel, and there are people that are just aren't you know aren't you know wanting to ride gravel. But you know, we we've, we've been talking about it for months now, so it shouldn't it will not be a surprise when you have to dip down and ride a little section of gravel. Right, and you know, worst case scenario, if you're really not. Uh, into gravel you're really nervous about it it's two miles and everyone can walk their bike two miles if they absolutely need to but um, I'm telling you as far as pre-ride went um, none of us had problems on gravel even people that aren't used to gravel yep no I agree and then there's that big downhill as you go into Colfax so it'll be well worth the the walk or the ride to get to the top of that hill and then zip down into into Colfax but you know, I think I think this day was one of my favorite days. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a longer mileage day. It's a lot of climb. Um, you know, it's it's the biggest climb of the entire week with 4,200 feet of climb. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it didn't it didn't feel like it. I mean, I think this is kind of way the the you know the hills laid out. Um, you know, the distances between towns are kind of in that sweet spot. You know, the first Des Moines to Altoona is almost 15 miles. Altoona Mitchellville is almost eight miles. Mitchellville to Colfax is eight miles. Mm-hmm. Colfax to Newton, you know, 11 miles. Newton to Kellogg, 10 miles. Kellogg to Grinnell is 13. And then the last stretch is going to be the longest. But I believe there's two big vendors that are in between Grinnell and Team of Toledo. So you can have some breaks along there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely probably one of the, the most beautiful days as far as the views because of, you know, on top of some big hills looking for as far as you can see. And it's just, it's just beautiful Iowa. So it'll be, it'll be a good day. Yes. And there is a massive, it's very short, but super steep hill coming out of Colfax. And yeah. I remember I wrote a note that I saw a 10% grade on my bike computer. So, you know, get your fill, get your water bottle filled up in Colfax or have a beer and then 
gear down because that hill it's short but man it was like wake you up it's yeah it's definitely a grinder to get to the top but yeah there was definitely that 10 percenter in there in some spots so yeah, yeah. Find that, find that right gear and just spin to the top. Yes, yes. Okay, next day is Tama Toledo to Coralville. And yep. I think this was maybe my favorite day. It was a, a lot of climb, um, almost 80 miles if I remember right. But it's kind of getting yeah. into my home turf um, and closer to like where you live. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Benton County. So we go through Belle Plaine and, um, you know, it's super close to my, my house. Um, 80 miles, so it is a little bit, you know, shorter day compared to you know days in previous times almost 3,000 feet to climb uh but no it's you have some really fun towns you know chelsea right out of the gate uh you got to go visit the camel uh we love the camel and that that, that house in chelsea it's a live um, camel by the way alive yeah it's and awesome. i will say i think i think it's the first camel we have ever had on rag Bryce. oh like, nice that might be a, a win yeah um also there's a reindeer there too so you can, uh see the reindeer and that's as you leave so Spend time in Chelsea, enjoy mm-hmm. Chelsea, and then as you leave, you'll see it on the right-hand side of the road before you uh, cross the highway to, to, to go out of town. But uh, kind of a fun little area. Obviously, she's um, has a lot of different things to look at. You know, the, it's a bed and breakfast, right, where you can actually yeah. go in and yep. sleep there. Yeah. Yes, it is a bed so, and breakfast, and lots and lots to see. Yeah, uh, Bell Plain, same thing. You know, obviously, kind of really getting close to my my backyard. Um, you know, super fun town as far as getting in and getting out you know it's, it's kind of set up for for rag Bri. um and then moringo is going to be meeting town um fun little area downtown square it's it's going to be a beautiful spot to kind of you know rest for a little while before we go into which i think might be one of the most talked about spots on route this year which is a man in, in the colony mm-hmm. the note that i wrote down was that this first part of this day was the most scenic of the entire rag Bri route I just was nice. absolutely like, you know, I live in Iowa, right? So I know what farms look like, but oh my gosh, it was nonstop. Like, oh my God, look at how beautiful this is. Yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns on the road too, mm-hmm. which is kind of a fun, you know, kind of keeps you, not just these, these long stretches where you can kind of just get lost in them, but it's actually like some fun twists and turns that go back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I am super excited about man. I mean, if, if you've never visited there before, it's definitely, you know, it's a whole another area that would just kind of open your mind to mm-hmm. what is in Iowa. Um, but yeah, then Oxford and then one big stretch going into Coralville and uh, Coralville is super excited to have us, and they're going to throw a big party for us. Oh yeah, they wait, they threw a big party for us for a uh, pre-ride. <laughs> yeah, yes they did. <laughs> yep, they, they did a great job. And uh, for those who maybe don't know, Coralville is—I um, don't even know the right word, Matt—like maybe a subdivision of Iowa City. Um, yep. You know, they kind of uh, mix together. And Iowa City used to be the capital of Iowa back in the day. It's also uh, the home Iowa of Hawkeyes. the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Um, obviously I have ties to Coralville, you have ties to Coralville, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life driving back and forth to Coralville for mm-hmm. my job in previous years. So, you know, rolling into that town, it, it definitely feels like home and, you know, that team and that committee is going to do a fantastic job that night for riders. Yes. And that, you know, that brings us to the last day, Coralville to Davenport, just like that. Ragbri is coming to a close. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, obviously you and I have been on many parades together, many ragbrides together too. And you know, it feels like you just, you land in Sioux city and then you're literally packing your bike up in, in Davenport. Yeah. All things that the, the week happened so fast. Yes. And this last day, um, I think it's, uh, you'll, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but around 65 miles, 
1,600 feet of climb. But the best part of this day is we follow the river for probably um, maybe, I don't know, a third of the day. It's just. Yeah, it was definitely something that I wanted to do. Obviously, you know, like last year going into um, Lansing, you had this, you know, this long downhill stretch that you can kind of, you know, just see the views and see the river and truly enjoy that. So I wanted to find a spot very similar to that. So from, you know, from Muscatine all the way in, you're basically going to be on, on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about the first little stretch out of the gate. We're going to go into Iowa city and we're actually going to ride our bikes into Kinnick stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we do that in Jack Trice. Um, they've announced that, but we're going to do it again in Iowa city. It's something we did a long time ago for grand Gable. We did that ride. And that was just one of those cool things to actually, you know, ride your bike in and around the, around the outside of this, the stadium, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that stadium has so much history and Obviously, there's a lot of, um, you know, you know, the Children's Hospital being there. It's just a really, really cool location. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Highway 6 into West Liberty. Uh, they're super excited to have us. And then we basically dip down into Muscatine for, for our meeting town. And, um, you know, the, the double dip there. So you will have the ability to dip your tires in Muscatine if you want at that dip site. Um, you know, Muscatine was a community that really wanted to be the ending town for uh, Reg Bray 50 and I, you know, I knew when I, when I built the route, I wanted to have Sioux City started and Davenport finish it just mm-hmm. based on, you know, history. Yeah. Um, so to be able to include them and have that, but yeah, double dipping with Pippin, I think Sumter calls it. So, <laughs> um, I t- t-shirts made still, but yeah, it, it follows the river all the way in. Um, there are some longer stretches though. I mean, this is a day where, you know, we're not in that, that 10 mile gap. We're in an mm-hmm. 18, a 20 and, a, and then 18 again, and then 10 miles into Davenport. So make sure on this day too, you have your pockets full of of bars and and your water bottles are full Mm -hmm. uh, because there are some longer stretches that you will be on a bicycle. So um, no, super excited to to obviously to finish in Davenport at the dip site. They got a lot of cool things planned. Um, And it's, you know, the last 10 miles is going to be a fun little roll. It's all super flat coming in to Uh, to, to Davenport, and I know they're gonna they're gonna welcome us with some um, some big things and a huge photo opportunity in Buffalo because they have a, a bigger than life size buffalo right on the side of yep. the road. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you don't go too fast in that community because I got a speeding ticket going thirty five. <laughs> so slow down, you'll get a, you'll get a speeding ticket from the camera. You did not. I did. Oh, yeah, no. I, I I pride myself on not speeding, and you know I get a. a a letter in the mail that says I got, I was like 11 miles over the speed limit. I thought it was a 45 and it was like 35. Oh and no. It was, a, it was a camera. So <laughs> Anne and my team will not let me live that down because uh, <laughs> I, I don't speed, but I did that day. Oh man. That's awesome. Um, okay. So that brings us to an end. Um, you know, obviously riders are training right now and getting ready and getting excited and all of these communities are doing the same. What, what role do you play between now and uh, when RAGBRAI starts in July? Yeah, so we, we travel again next week. So we're, we're home this week. We'll travel again next week. I think we're on the road maybe two more two or three more times before the ride happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, checking in, you know, asking questions and see kind of where they're at. Obviously, vendors and water are the two big things we're looking at, helping them get more vendors, making sure that they have plenty of water for the, for the riders. Um, and helping them dial their systems in. Um, we're dialing in our map system. So obviously we've ridden the route. So we know what, what it looks like from our, our bike perspective. Mm-hmm. We will have meetings with the DOT uh, next week and the following week just to confirm the route is w- what we want it to be. Uh, we'll finalize the support route. So where all the support drivers will be able to 
roll in and roll out of them. We'll get those done. And then when we feel that the maps are truly in the best possible spot, we will, we will share them. So okay. my goal is by the end of end of June, maps are dialed in, ready to go, and we can start sharing them in July. So riders can get them downloaded in the computers, start putting a plan in place. Because I, I really believe that this year will be a year of planning, um, you know, not just showing up and just trying to figure it out day of, but actually thinking about what your plan will be every day. Because with the longer days, all the, the hills and, and obviously the potential for heat, you need to have a good plan. If you're sure. trying to mail it in, you're going to be miserable that week. So, um, yeah, we'll share as soon as we feel that we're, we're good to go. And then before you know it, the ride will be here and there'll be people on bicycles. Yeah. Wow. Well, I am, you know, really excited for you and all that you've been doing in your team. And as far as the planning goes, and um, I'm just excited to be able to ride it again. Yeah, it's our, our team's definitely getting pulled in a bunch of directions. I mean, my team right now is in Colorado, Ride the Rockies are helping with that event. So once that event's done, we're their full game on reg right 50. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't stress enough how amazing this team is that it is around me. They do they do so much for me that day to, to be able to be in, in every town and talk to people yeah. and can control the behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, we've we've hired some new people now. So we have some new bodies that are going to be with us um, and it'll help not stretch our team so thin. But I mean, I just can't say enough how amazing this team is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time to tell listeners about, you know, some of the hot buttons that people are thinking about and uh, keep up with the great work. You are, you're nailing it. Awesome. I hope so. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Matt. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at justgobike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike!